What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. There's this um, theory in time travel. How many of you guys like time travel movies? I love time travel movies. Um, there's this theory uh, called um, the butterfly effect. And basically, it's kind of like, it's talked a lot about in movies, like that time travel scene where like the guy like brings out the whiteboard and like draws on the whiteboard and then he gets the piece of paper and like puts the pencil through the piece of paper to like talk about wormholes or something. Um, basically, the butterfly effect is this theory that by going back in time and changing one little thing, like a butterfly flapping its wings, it can like periodically, like slowly, like over time, like if you moved a butterfly's wings one inch to the right, over time, like the winds would change and then they get bigger and then like they keep like the greater and greater changes from that small incremental change that would result in like a world ending tornado. That's the butterfly effect. That's like a small lesson on chaos theory for you. Um, but... Uh, which is something that's talked about a lot in Jurassic Park, which is a good movie you guys should watch. Um, anyway, uh, and that's not, you guys are probably like, well, Luke's just talking about movies right now, and I kind of just am. But uh, I use that to say that the little decisions you make today, like the friends you hang out with, the movies you watch, the music you listen to, the way you treat your family, the way you treat your teachers, while those things might seem like it's not a big deal, it's just like the way I live my life today. Or even, if you, even maybe you're thinking like, yeah, I know those decisions aren't good, but what does it matter? Like I can change my mind when I feel like I need to. The decisions you make right now greatly affect your future tomorrow. They set you up for success or they set you up for total destruction later in life. Um, I'm not saying that to scare you or to give you anxiety about the choices you're making, but rather I'm saying that to encourage you to value wisdom today. I'm saying that to encourage you to pursue wisdom right now. Um, and going back to what I was saying earlier about the one requirement for wisdom in the Bible, asking for wisdom is actually a guaranteed prayer. It's actually something in the Bible um, in James chapter 1, uh, verse 5. Uh, it says that if we ask for wisdom, well, to quote it, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So God literally guarantees us wisdom if we ask for it. Um, it's so easy. Like in Philippians where it talks about praying, for, praying about all things. All you have to do is ask for wisdom from the Lord and you can receive it. There's only one requirement and that's in the next couple of verses in verses six through eight. And that one requirement is a pursuit of wisdom, a soul-minded pursuit of wisdom. It says in verse six, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. If you want wisdom, if you want to make wise choices, if you want to do the right thing, and you want to hear from the Lord from it, and not just desire it, and you're like, man, God is telling me he's going to give it to me if I just ask. If you want that, you have to pursue it, and you have to pursue that with your soul focus on it. How many of you guys play sports? Oh, Sandra, you play sports? What sport? Tell me what sport you play, Sandra. Football? Santa plays football. Anyway, um, <laughs> you want, um, if you're on a sports team and you want to win your championship, but you're like, okay, I want to win my championship, but also I really just want to like sit at home and play video games the whole day, do you think that'll increase your chances of winning the championship? No, not at all. But if you're at home, if, you wanna, if you're not at home, if you want to win your, your sports team's championship and you practice every day and your one sole focus is I'm going to win this championship with my team. I'm going to work really hard for it. I'm going to practice. I'm going to give my all to it. My one sole focus is going to be helping my team win this championship. Do you think you'll increase your chances of winning? You will. 
And another example, if you ask your parents for something, but you don't really want it. If you're like, Mom, like, if they're like, hey, do you want any, like, any food from McDonald's? And you're like, I, I mean, kind of. Like, sure, I guess. Do you think they'll, like, come home and get you food from McDonald's? Maybe, maybe not, right? But if you're like, if they're like, hey, do you want anything from McDonald's? And you're like, Mom, I really need a Big Mac. I'm so hungry. I'm famished, which that just sounds disgusting to say out of my mouth. I never eat McDonald's. Just want to put that as a disclaimer. I never eat McDonald's. I don't want to destroy my reputation out here. Um, basically, getting McDonald's after this, is that you said? What are you getting? Chicken nuggets are good. Anyway, um, basically, if you're like, I really need that food, your mom will probably come home and give it to you, right? It's the same thing with the Lord, but like times a million, where if you're saying, God, I desire wisdom, he will gladly give it to you. And not only will he gladly give it to you, it's sitting right in front of your face. Um, If you think about the decisions you make, like, why don't we always bring our decisions to the Lord? And I'm not talking about, like, what clothes you're wearing tomorrow. I'm talking about, like, God, like, what friends should I hang out with? God, like, where, where should I go to college? What do you want me to do with my life? What's your, what's your call for my life? What are the gifts you've given me? Like, what, what, what things do you want me to study in school? What, kind of, what, what desires and aspirations do you have for me? Why don't we bring those things to the Lord all the time? Like, he's the God of the universe, and he knows so much better than we do. Oftentimes, it's, it's interesting, because, like, I found in my own life that when I just make a decision, but I don't go to the Lord about it, it's not, I'm not necessarily consciously saying, I know better than God. But subconsciously, if I have to make some decision that's like, okay, I got to pray about this thing, but I'm like, no, okay, I'm just going to handle it, and I don't pray about it. Subconsciously, it's almost like I'm saying I know better than the Lord. It's almost like I'm saying, you know, I don't need God's help on this. I, my, I know better. And that's totally not true. In the book of Proverbs, actually, well, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Going back to the idea of seeking wisdom wholeheartedly, there's one story in the Bible that it reminds me of, and it's found in Matthew 17. I'm going to paraphrase it. Um, basically, um, Jesus comes up to this crowd with the disciples, and there's a guy, and he says, God, like, I need you to heal my son. He's having seizures. I need you to heal him. Um, and he says, okay, I went to your disciples, and I asked them to heal him, but they couldn't. Like, they prayed for him, and they didn't heal him. Which is, I mean, that happens. Like, I've prayed for plenty of people, and they haven't been healed. But then Jesus turns to his disciples and basically says, um, after healing this guy's son, he turns to his disciples, and in Matthew 17, verses 19 and 20, um, the disciples go to Jesus, and they say, why could we not cast um, this demon out? And Jesus looks at them, and he says, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. It's the same thing with wisdom when we're talking about seeking it wholeheartedly, seeking it with it as the sole focus of our mind. When you're asking the Lord for wisdom, ask for it for him, with him with great faith. When you're saying, God, I want you to guide this decision that I have to make. When you're saying, God, I want you to lead me in this area of my life. God, I want you to lead me with my friendships. If you're going to the Lord and you're saying, God, yeah, sure, cover my friends, whatever, great. Like, the Lord hears that prayer. But if you, if you really want to see God move in your life, if you want to see God move in your friendships, if you want to see God move in your schools, not only do I encourage you, the Lord commands you in his word to pray with great faith, to pursue wisdom wholeheartedly and say, God, I am believing that you will move in my school. I am believing that you will bring revival to my school campus. I am believing that you will bring me friends. I, will be, I am believing and praying and not just asking, Lord, but I am, I am desiring, I'm believing that you will free me from this depression and free me from this anxiety. 
How often do we actually pray like that? I, literally, I was reading, I'm uh, uh, going through the New Testament, not on my own. Um, my girlfriend and her friends were like encouraged, like we're doing this whole New Testament in a year program that like I fell way behind on, um, but I'm getting back in the swing of it. Um, and basically I was reading Matthew 17 um, like a month ago and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't pray like that. If I'm praying for healing for somebody, and oftentimes I'll just be like, okay, God, I pray that you'd heal this person. Um, I pray, Lord, that if you, if you don't heal them right now, God, that you would bring them uh, peace, Lord, that you would give doctors wisdom, which, like, that's, that's a fine prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. But after reading Matthew 17, I was like, I need to pray, um, I need to pray with faith. I need to pray with great faith. Um, and there was literally, like, later that week, uh, I was praying for a youth student, um, and I was praying for their... Uh, the stuff they were going through, and for like the first, one of the first times in my life when I was praying for them, they were like, whoa, I felt something, and I feel like, I was like, whoa, like that's the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray for you again right now, because when I prayed for them right then, and this isn't a thing about me, it's a thing about the Lord, and a thing about the truth of his word, like praying for that student right then, it was like, I didn't just say, okay, God, I pray that you would heal them, that you would bring them out of this, I was like, God, I am believing that you would heal them, I am believing that you would bring them out of what they're going through, and it, and it happened, God moved. Seek wisdom like that. Seek, like, holy decision-making like that. I know that might not sound fun or that might sound weird, but I'm encouraging you do it. And how do you do it practically might be the question you have right now. Like, sure, I can ask God for wisdom, and I can believe that he has it for me. But what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? There are two things you can do. The first is to sit with God. Actually set aside time and sit with God. I feel like every other message I preach here, I talk about sitting and finding time with God. And that's because it's important. Because it's changed my life. It's changed Aaron's life. It's changed the lives of the students that I know who do it. It's changed the lives of so many people. Actually spending time with God. What a concept. That you would actually spend time in prayer, and in your word, not just here at church. That's the first thing. Because you're not going to hear, you're rarely going to, I'm not going to say not. You will rarely hear from the Lord. It'll be a lot easier to hear from the Lord if you actually sit down and spend time with him, if you actually pick up the phone and say, God, I want to hear from you. The second thing is to get in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is like the book on wisdom. Um, how many of you guys like Lego Star Wars? Aaron likes Lego Star Wars. I love Lego Star Wars. Uh, did you guys ever have the, the like guidebooks as a kid that would, like, would tell you where all the red bricks are and how to do all the bounty hunter missions and where all the mini kits are because you actually sucked at that game but felt like you were really good? Uh, that's what I had. I had it for like, yeah, the cheat codes. I remember one of the games, I, like got, I, like, I was like, yeah, guys, I got 100%. And they were like, whoa. And it was because like I entered all the cheat codes from the, the guidebook online. Um, but Proverbs is like that, but for wisdom. Proverbs is like the guidebook on wisdom. Um, there are 31 chapters in Proverbs. You can read one every single day of the month. Over this next month, I encourage you, commit to reading through Proverbs. I'm going to do it. Commit to reading through Proverbs and actually say, you know what? I'm going to try to read a proverb every single day to actually seek out the wisdom that the Lord has for me. In the first chapter of Proverbs uh, 1, verses 20 and 21, it says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Skipping down to verse 29, it says, Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord who would have none of my counsel and despise them I reproof. Therefore, they, should have, they shall eat the fruit of their ways and have the fill of their own desires. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Wisdom is literally sitting right in front of your face. It's in, it's in the middle of the Bible, Proverbs. 
God is sitting there waiting for you with an open palm saying, here's wisdom, take it, you can have it, it's right here, just ask for it. And we don't, we literally don't do it. I don't do it as much as I should and I'm trying. How, like, think, go back to your decisions, the big decisions in your life, the big moments, the, the medium moments, even like the small moments, God cares about those just as much. Think about all those things. Do you actually sought out the Lord in those decisions? Have you actually brought your life to prayer with God and said, God, what do you want for my life? I say that in Proverbs chapter one says that both as a warning and as an encouragement that those who choose not to follow the Lord, they'll reap what they sow. They might feel, they might have some sort of um, entertainment or some sort of happy feeling for a moment, but eventually they'll find destruction. But at the end of the day, those who seek the Lord will have complete and total peace, that they'll never feel disaster. And while we might feel anxiety sometimes because we're not perfect, we don't live in a perfect world, I think what the verse is saying that if, when you rely on God, you will not feel anxiety. When you rely on God, you'll feel peace, total peace. In Proverbs 16, verses 1 and 2, um, it's actually interesting because I feel like going to that idea of wisdom, the biblical wisdom, wisdom from the Lord, oftentimes goes against what the world would tell us is wise. How many of you guys have heard that phrase, like, just follow your heart? Follow your heart, do it. Proverbs actually says following your heart is dumb, and it's right. Because I know if I followed my heart, I would, my life would look way different. I'd probably be eating bad food for me all the time because my heart would want a milkshake with every meal. Um, my life would be a mess. In Proverbs 16, 1 and 2, it says, The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. And in Proverbs 28, 26, it says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. And I don't share those verses to say, that the, the, to say that the desires you have are dumb. They're not. I say that to encourage you to take those desires and bring them to God, to pass them through the filter of his word and his voice. Because, like I said, if we did everything that we wanted just right off the bat, our lives would probably be a mess. But when we bring our lives to prayer, when we bring our desires to prayer, the Lord helps us kind of filter through, like, okay, God, what's actually of you and what's of my flesh? And that kind of brings me to where I want to land. That second or the third tip I have for how to practically seek out wisdom is to bring your desires to the, of your heart to the Lord and to seek him out. That's all he's asking. That is literally all you have to do to seek out wisdom and God will give it to you. And again, not that your desires are wrong, but rather that if you want to receive wisdom, if you want to see God move in your life, if you want to know how to follow him, you have to bring those things to him. On everything is what you're consuming wise. Are the movies you're watching? Are the TV shows you're watching? Are the, the videos on YouTube you're watching? Is the stuff you're looking up on the internet? Is all of that wise? Is what you're pursuing wise? Your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, where you want to go to college, the friends you hang out with, who you want to be one day. Is that actually wise or is that just what you feel like you should do? Are the friends you hang out with wise and not just the people you hang out with at church, but the friends you hang out with at school, the people in your inner circle, the people that you let speak into your life? Is that a wise decision to let those people be around you? And finally, is the way you treat people wise, your parents, your friends, your authority, your teachers? How often do you actually treat our teachers well? I know I didn't in high school. I would mess around all the time in class. How often do we actually respect our teachers and say, you know what, I think I'm going to like, make a wise choice today and actually respect them for everything they do for me. So, I encourage you guys. We're going to bring the worship team back up and just go into a time of uh, prayer and worship before we move into small groups. But I encourage you guys, over these next five, ten minutes of worship, ask God. Say, God, is, is what I want your heart? 
are, the, are the, the desires of my heart or the decisions I'm making every day, are those actually wise choices? Are they actually choices that, you, that I just want for myself and not what you want for me? So I'm going to pray for us and then we'll move into worship and then we'll close in small groups. Cool? Sweet. Father, I thank you, Lord, just for another night where we get to seek your face. I thank you, Lord, that you don't hide from us, Father, but you present wisdom to us right in front of us with an open palm. I pray, God, that you would pour out your love for us. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage these students' hearts to seek you. I pray, God, that you would move their hearts tonight, God, to actually lay their life at your feet, their whole life, Father. Not just the things that are easy, not just the things that they're used to giving to you, God, but everything, God. I pray that they would lay those things at your feet wholeheartedly, Father. We love you and we praise you and we thank you, God, for everything. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship. You know, as Pastor Luke was talking, she felt like the basis of everything, that whole message, which I thought was so good and so timely for us. The, the first question you have to ask is, do I trust God? Do I trust him and do I trust his leadership? There's questions that we should ask ourselves as believers. Do I love God? Do I, do I seek God? But when you ask yourself tonight, do I trust God? Think of the situation in your life. The, it's not even a big situation, a decision that you need to make about college or friendships or relationship. You don't know if it's wise to be in the relationship you're in right now. Begin to speak, and even if, even if you have to say it until you believe it in its truth, you say, God, I trust you. Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH, or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.